Hello, you're listening to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, presented by Brandon Elliott. This show will be going over all aspects of real estate investing and is intended to educate, motivate, and prepare you to take action on your first or next real estate investment. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Brandon Elliott. I'm excited today. We have a special guest, somebody that's been in the game, a veteran, as you would call it, in the game for real estate investing. He's done everything. You know, when it comes down to creative strategies for real estate investing, which we are big fans of, but also just the lead generations and really, you know, follow up is the key to getting to getting and landing your deals, right? So we're going to talk to this gentleman today, and I'm excited to have Gary. What's up, man? How are you today? Good being here, Brandon. Super excited. This is awesome. Another fellow Californian. I don't know if we're super excited to be in California these days, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're definitely in some different times and crazy political stuff out there. But nevertheless, you know, it's it's definitely an awesome blessed day. You're actually in, in a beautiful background right now on vacation. Sort of. Actually, yeah. I'm born and raised in the San Francisco Bay Area. We've been there for pretty much my whole life. And we've decided with everything going on, we decided to unload and yeah. liquidate and prepare for this coming market. And we sold actually to leave California. And we came up to Yosemite area. So I'm about three hours east of San Francisco okay. and fallen in love with it. So I'm actually, we ended up renting a huge property while we're looking to buy. I've actually been doing massive amounts of marketing and been awesome. We're on a 10 acre property. I've got turkeys and deer in the background and Birds loving it. Chirping. Yeah. yeah. It's beautiful. And, and, this, and this particular area, unlike most of California, is like totally open. It's awesome. Yeah. The gyms are open. The people are super friendly. It's it's killer. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. So you are the king of getting these leads in, right? Like you've jumped in and merged with REI Volt in the past, correct? Yeah. So I started a company many years ago. My background, I come from a technology background and a real estate background. I was actually a licensed agent when I turned 18, 1987. So I've been in the game and then went down the technology path. And then it was in 2004 that my wife and I decided to get out of the rat race and full-time real estate. So I've been doing real estate investing full-time since 2004. And I would say what I'm known for around the country, probably we are the largest marketer in the real estate niche, including for agents. We have a lot of hybrid agents, large teams around the country, but for generating off-market deals that most people have not figured out. We've done over 80 million pieces of direct mail. I think as of now, we've done over 7 million cold calls and follow-up calls. So I have a company called realestateinvestor.com. It formerly was REI Vault. And a couple of years ago, we were primarily just servicing the really big investors, those that you know were buying five to 20 houses a month. Yeah. Through this merger, it's allowed us, we ended up buying, acquiring two software companies, and it's allowed us to service a lot more people across the spectrum, people that are fairly new all sure. the way to the super experience. So I have a software system that's fairly inexpensive for things like buying leads, buying mailing lists, data stacking, skip tracing, sending out one-off direct mail to a full-blown CRM, which is a tracking system. It used to be on Podio, 
that's a long story. I call that polio. But uh, <laughs> And then we have a bunch of services done for you on top of that, which are things like we can totally turnkey and manage somebody's cold calling. We can manage anybody's direct mail forever on steroids. So probably at a fraction of the cost because we are absolute experts at it. And then all the follow-up, which I want to make sure we cover today, which is key for generating leads. It's not about generating the leads. It's actually the key is in the follow-up. 97% of the profits are actually going to come through follow-up. And most people don't do it. In fact, less than 10% of any investors or any agents follow up more than twice. And the key is you got to follow up, follow up, follow up. I, Justin Lee, you probably know him. Uh, he's been in the San Diego market. He actually sent me a text message where we did a mailing for him. I think it was four years ago. And he actually finally closed a $95,000 profitable deal. He actually sent me, I should pull it up. I was yeah. actually, I was on a plane flying back from Phoenix. And he's like, follow up works, man. Check this yeah. out. $95,000 check from a lead that he generated or we generated for him like four years ago. Four years ago. How powerful is that? That's crazy. Yeah. So, and I'm guilty of this, honestly, just like you said, the statistics show it, right? When we've started mail campaigns and then haven't followed up, haven't been consistent, haven't hit the nine, 10 touches that it actually takes to be able to get these commitments at the end of the day, right? To show the yeah. consistency. And ours have failed because of that. Now, I guess let's talk about actually getting your uh, data first, right? Because the data is the most important part here. And if it's overused or just not cleaned properly, then you're getting a lot of trash, right? Yeah, it's huge. I would say the list is probably 40 to 50% of marketing. It's actually called 6Ms. It came from Dan Kennedy, who is probably the biggest marketer on the planet across every niche. And the list is first. It's super important. And most people, they'll do a little bit. They'll go buy a cheap list. They'll go to list source or RealQuest or, you know, there's yep. a 50. And then they'll do some marketing and they'll send out a handful of postcards or letters and then give up saying marketing doesn't work or my area is too competitive or whatever. That's all nonsense. Yeah. yeah. And we actually provide our members two proprietary lists that we've had. We, one's called the invisible list. And it's mostly inherited, so mostly inherited properties, mostly absentee owned. So the sellers don't live either in the county or in the state and mostly yeah. free and clear. And it's a hard list to get. And so most people, they'll go out to list source and they'll put in things like last sale date. I want to, because they go to a seminar and somebody says, oh, put in, go and look for absentee owners sure. and put in the last sale date of like 2012 and before. Well, the best properties don't even have a sale date. Yep. They were bought like 1982 or before. And so they're missing all the best leads. And so, yeah, the data is huge. There's another data provider, probably the closest one to us on the data side is Adocity. That's Chris Richter. You probably know Chris. And, uh, you know, he gives exclusivity by county. It's expensive. But, you know, you pay $25,000 for a list like Chris. And most people are making anywhere from 750 to a million bucks when they're marketing right. So the, the data is key. The second thing is, what do you send to that list and then the message? So it's market and then the message is key of what are the words, the yeah. right words. And a lot of people do it wrong. They think that it needs to be branded and pretty and all people kinds of People overcomplicate this process, right? And a lot of the stuff that works the best sometimes is just super simplified. 
like a small postcard in some cases, correct? It is. In fact, postcards will outproduce dollar to dollar than any other kind of marketing right now. Guaranteed. Isn't that crazy to think about? It, it is. It is. And a lot of people are like, oh, but here's the reality for most people. Yeah. Especially in this market right now. If you're not an absolute marketing expert, yeah. don't try to do it on your own. That is the number one fallacy. It's like, imagine like you want to buy a car, yeah. right? Are you really going to go and have somebody deliver all the parts in your driveway and try to assemble? No, what you do is you, uh, you go and you, you pick the car, you, you know, maybe you buy it used and it's all done. Yeah. And so you want to go and find experts. And this is one of the biggest fallacies, mistakes by most newer investors. And that is they are trying to save pennies or nickels that are costing them $100 bills. And you want to leverage other people, not just leverage money and leverage other, you know, OPM, but you want to yeah. leverage other people's time and expertise. And that's why people come to us, realestateinvestor.com, because they're like, hey, you're the experts. I'm in this particular market. What, you tell me what to do and then we'll do it for them. And, uh, yeah, because e each market is slightly different as well, right? What's working best here in San Diego might not be working in like Ohio, right? Correct. So I guess you guys have done the research on that aspect in maybe mailers or pay-per-click or ads, whatever it may be. What would you say? What's the best? Yeah, like what is the best currently? Because things change over time. You've been in the game for a while now. Like what's working today? Yeah, so... What's working best today is direct mail, yeah. cold calling, if it's done right. Again, sure. the list the list, and the right skip traced phone numbers is key. Outbound broadcast text messaging. However, that's probably going to be completely illegal by the end of the year. A lot of people have had success on, you know, you pull a list, same list that you'd mail to, and you're dropping outbound text messages. It's super inexpensive and it does produce good results. Those are probably the three most scalable, most consistent and repeatable and measurable methods. Now, you can also do online targeting and do Facebook ads. If you're gonna do Facebook, you really need to be doing retargeting. The key with Facebook is gonna be, you already have the lead, you're trapping them and start retargeting them in the follow-up. I know a lot of people that do Facebook marketing, they don't get great results because of the follow-up. You have to follow up with all these leads. With I any always, of the type of marketing for this stuff, it needs to be the follow-up. Yeah. And here's the reality. The reality is there's a cost. Marketing and sales is a return on investment. Sure. It's not an expense. So, so many people, they'll go spend money on a mastermind or a new coaching program, and then they'll be super cheap on doing marketing. If you're not marketing and talking to sellers in this business, you're dead. You have no business. So you got to generate people to talk to, and then you have to get on the phone and talk to them. And I always tell everybody, it's like, if you're doing this right, you should have somebody else do it for you. And if you're trying to do it for yourself, you know, it, it just realize that's a $10 an hour job. And yeah. if you're doing a $10 an hour job, you're going to have a $10 bank account. So yeah, exactly. You've got that's to good. invest. And that's why, again, why people come to us, because we can manage their marketing, we could actually do all the follow up, and we can even screen their calls and talk to the sellers and just pass them the good leads, the qualified people that have actually said, yes, I have a house. It's not listed with an agent. It's three bedroom, two bath. And here's what I'm looking for. And here's how fast I want to sell.
I like that. So talk to me about skip tracing for a second. Do you guys handle that in-house as well? Or what do you really recommend? Because that's something that you definitely don't want to be cheap on as well when it comes down to your leads, as well as cleaning the leads, obviously, and skip tracing to get the true contact info. That's the most important thing, right? And then we do. In fact, we ended up purchasing, acquiring a company called Property List Manager. So there's a yeah. couple of data, there's a couple of data stacking skip tracing solutions. We actually are the, the inventor of that, the data stacking. So propertylistmanager.com, or you can find it at realestateinvestor.com. You can actually purchase lists. You can actually click a button and find all the vacants. You can click another button and have them skip traced for you, providing up to nine phone numbers. And I think for the quality of the data, about the lowest cost, maybe by a penny than anybody else. And I would also tell everybody, be very careful. You might find a skip tracing service that'll do it for two cents and another that like us at 12 cents, you get what you pay for. So two two cents, you're going to find really, really crappy numbers. And again, don't don't be cheap on it, you know, and you'll have that $10 bank account. That's right. (laughs) It's really, what's the cost? People should look at it. What is the cost per deal? Not the cost of the list or the cost of the skip tracing. What is my overall cost per deal? And what is my profit per deal? Right? And so like in in your market, as an example, San Diego is going to be the most expensive area or cost per deal in the entire country. Phoenix is going to be right behind it. San Francisco Bay Area. So let's say it's $7,000 is the cost of a deal in your market. If you're going to a wholesaler, you're probably paying thirty thousand dollars in an assignment fee, right? So you I paid forty thousand for my last one. That's right, but your profit per deal is going to be what seventy, eighty thousand? Yeah, it's a good amount, yeah, or higher. So you might be in another market, like let's say Columbus, Ohio. So Columbus, Ohio, the cost per deal is going to probably be closer to twenty-two to twenty-four hundred dollars a deal, but the profit is going to be a lot smaller. It might be twenty, right? So it's around that ROI. What's the cost? What's the profit? And what's that return on investment number? And what we're finding is it's about the same everywhere in the country. The ROI, you know, if you're wholesaling, you're probably going to get a four to five X, you know, spend a dollar, make four to five dollars, regardless of where you are in the market. A couple of years yeah. ago, if you were wholesaling, it was spend a dollar, make six, make seven, make eight. So there's just more competition right now. Yeah, I love that. And that's kind of what I wanted to lead into. You just covered a majority of it, but how can people really find out within their market if they're just getting started, what they need to budget to the side to really be able to put towards marketing and expect some type of ROI? You know, obviously San Diego, like you said, it's one of the most higher ends, like six to 7,000 to actually get a lead that's going to convert. But, you know, how can we get that data? Yeah, we have it. So, when okay. people come in and they sign up with realestateinvestor.com, we're very predictive. We'll actually even put a marketing plan in front of them. Somebody will say, here's what I'm looking for. Here's how many deals I'm trying to buy or wholesale yeah. or fix and flip a month. And we'll give them the marketing budget. Say, yeah. this is what we would expect conservatively you're going to spend to get enough leads, to get enough good leads to convert into a deal. And you know, generally, what I would say, somebody should probably plan the market between two and 5,000 a month, just to start if they're brand new. That's about what you're going to spend. People will spend $15,000, $20,000 on a coaching program, and then they won't spend it on marketing. It's like, yeah, you're, you're going to be out of this business really fast. Yeah. So two to 5,000, we got just had a gal in Columbus, 
and she wanted to start with a $30,000 marketing budget. And they're, they're big hitters. They've been around for a while. And I, and I actually recommended that they start probably like 10 to 15,000 for a month sure. or two, start seeing results and then scale it up. Yeah. So two to 5,000, if you're in more of a hotter market, you probably want to increase that. But our team will actually tell you depending upon where you are. Now, if you're in a market like Omaha, I'm flying out to speak for guys that do about 120 deals a year. Their cost per deal with us was they just, we produced half of their deals this last year off of our marketing. And their cost per deal is a little over 2000 bucks a deal. And so I would say if you're in North Carolina, South Carolina, it's going to be probably closer to maybe $1,500 a deal. Yeah. You're in Florida, it might be 3000 bucks a deal. Yeah, I love that. So when it comes down to cold calling, you guys have a department for that as well. But what does that look like for the average Joe, like trying to set that up? I know people are hiring out of country in certain areas that that might shoot themselves in the foot, right? Um, In comparison to others. So do you have any recommendations on that? Yeah, we ended up, this is another acquisition. This is one of the largest cold calling teams in the business for real estate agents. And we actually utilized them as our phone team and then sort of did a strategic merger. So they've been with us. We've done about 7 million calls. And right now we have an offering for cold calling, which includes our software and all the follow-up. But for about $2,000 a month, including the list that's fully skip traced, we give a dedicated cold calling expert that will actually call relentlessly. And they'll generate... You know, we always tell people conservatively with a cold caller full time, doing it right, following the, you know, the FCC rules using an auto dialer, you should expect to generate a deal about once every six weeks is what we're expecting. Now, results are going to be different from everybody, but one person, they're going to dial about 5,000 names and address or names and phone numbers a month. So that's a list of 5,000 that they're going to work through. And that's relentless. It takes an average of seven times to get a seller on the phone. Oh, yeah. And so you work through that. That generates in about six weeks, you'll generate about 45 yeses. Sellers that say, yes, I may be interested. Of the 45, about two-thirds of those are going to be tire kickers. Yeah, yeah. And about one-third are going to be qualified leads, which would be about 15. And we would expect one deal off of 15. Now, once, once it gets down to that level of, you know, 15 or so that might be truly qualified, is that when I guess the owner of the business or I guess a, a closer would jump on the phone call to these hot leads Absolutely. and, and, and finalize yeah. it? Yeah. So what happens is you're going to take, you're, we're, we're going to cold call, right? You're going to find 45 leads that are all going to go in the system. We call them sort of the good, the bad, and the ugly. The ugly are going to be sellers that are going to say, do not call me again, take me off the list. Sure. They may scream and yell. You never, you know, that's why you want to have somebody else do this for you, yeah, right? Or else you'll, you'll get drained out very quickly, right? Right. The good ones are going to be the sellers where you just hit them at the right time yep. and they are interested in selling. And those are going to basically get passed over and those should be worked, right? Those should be an acquisition person or you as the investor getting on the phone. And some of those are still not going to be ready. So they, they should continuously be followed up on text message, follow-up letters, right? Somebody calling them again. It might be three months or four months down the road where they're not, they're, somebody needs to follow those up. And we manage all that. That's all included. 
with our service. If somebody spends $2,000 a month, we cold call, but we'll also follow up with them for the long haul. Wow. Damn, that's very affordable at the end of the day to really take off a lot of the heavy lifting and and a lot of the BS in the beginning, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, you have to market. And that's where people, they just, the difference between success and failure in this business is just, are you talking to people? Yeah. And a lot of people spend all the time trying to find some fairy dust, you know, unicorn list. They're looking for the like super motivated list. Let me just tell you, it does not exist. Yeah. The list is important, but the key is in talking to the sellers and then following up with them. And if you're not doing that, you're not going to see any results, especially in this market. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's getting more competitive and, and just so high. Everybody knows where we're at with the market and, and that they can get top dollar. So it's, it's a little crazy. Yeah. Yeah. The key is, you know, not every property is a retail property. So the properties yeah. that are selling today, like are going crazy are properties that are, you know, more retail. There is about 54% of the properties in the United States need a lot of work. Yeah. Right. They're non-owner occupied. They, you know, we like the inherited because, you know, people may have passed away. You got families squabbling over money issues. A lot of people that, you know, they live out of the area, they don't want to deal with it. And all of a sudden you can come in and offer sellers that nobody else can. You can offer them all cash, sometimes creative, sometimes creatively. A lot of these burned out landlords, they don't want to pay the capital gains, right? So they love the idea of being able to get the cash flow without, you know, tenants, toilets, and trash and being a, a landlord in this market. So there's a massive number of options. People don't want to have to go in and fix up their house. They don't want to help hold open houses, dealing with COVID and, you know, all the fear around that. That's actually one of the main reasons that I just locked in an off-market deal. I got it for a dollar down here in San Diego. You know, a dollar down, everybody's like, so where's the threshold in that, right? But we have a penalty if I don't perform or if they don't perform, then there's a $10,000 fee given to the other person. So, so it's going to go through. But it's all because they didn't want to have open house again. They've tried it in the past. They couldn't get what they wanted for it. And the guy didn't perform. So therefore, they have like five kids and they just didn't want to have the open house going on. And yeah, it's crazy to see what the true pain point is from the seller and just how to solve that problem, right? Like that's that's the business that we're in. I picked up a property and it was absolutely turnkey. It was absolutely beautiful. Yeah. On the outside, it looked like they mowed the lawn with a pair of tweezers. When, <laughs> when, I, when I walked in the house, so I'm, I'm immediately thinking, okay, this is not going to be a great deal. I walked in sure. and the older lady was a hoarder. So she had magazines and boxes everywhere. I mean, wow. she had like, I, I talked to the neighbors like FedEx and UPS showed up every day of the week to drop off stuff. And the lady was just, she didn't want the neighbors to know. Picked up another, another one beautiful, beautiful property. And the sellers are going through a divorce and they don't want the neighbors like nobody knows. And they love the idea of being able to sell it off market. They're willing to give me a fairly substantial discount with the idea that nobody's going to know about the transaction. So there'll be no for sale sign, you know, you know, we're going to even help them on the move so that they don't have to deal with the move during the day. And, and, and so there's, you know, there's tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of opportunities like that around the country. But yeah. you gotta you gotta pull that marketing list, and then you actually do have to market to it with the right marketing copy, and then you got to get on the phone. And ideally, you have somebody else do it for you. Yeah, I love that. 
So I want to switch up and talk about creative financing for a second. I know this is something I'm very passionate about that. And you've taken, you know, a good majority of your career to do the same thing. What's your favorite creative type of strategy? And what have you done to create that win-win situation in the past? Yeah, you know, I always come in and I also teach. I have an advanced sales course and compression coaching on how to actually build relationships. See, a lot of people come in and they just think that it's all about the offer. And the first rule of sales is he or she who speaks first loses. Right. So you, you, people buy on and sell on emotion and they justify it with facts. So here's the key of selling. You've got to build a relationship. You've got to build trust. And then you have to come up to, with a solution to the seller's problem. And so always come in with multiple offers for the seller. I don't just come in with the one trick lowball cash yeah. offer. I know you don't either. Yeah. If you think about anything. Go to a car dealership. They don't just have one car on the lot and they don't just have one model. They always have three. It is a proven fact. If you go to the gas station, there's three options, right? You're getting the same gas, but it's just, it's a psychological component around sales. And so I always want to come in with multiple offers. And so I'll ask the seller, I'm like, gosh, Mr. Seller, I know I can get you if you're looking for kind of a quick all cash, easy sell. I know I can get you this, but if you'd be a little flexible on how I pay you, I may be able to get you this higher number. Yeah, And it also allows me to beat the competition because a lot of people will, they'll make an offer when the seller is not ready, right? They're not ready yet. And so they'll make this low ball offer. And then a week later, somebody else will come in with four or $5,000 higher and snag the deal. That probably happens more than anything else. And so I want to put my foot in the door by giving them, let's say I offer them 150,000 all cash, but I may be able to get them as high as 200,000 if they'd be flexible. And then if they start asking me questions, right? Well, how does that work? And I'll say, do you mind if I ask you a few questions? And they say, yeah. I'm like, what are your plans? Once you sell the house, what are your plans with the money? Are you planning to put it into a bank or put it into the stock market right now? or buy another property. And, and a lot of these people say, you know, I want to pay off a little debt. I got a little bit of credit card debt. I want to buy this motor home and I want to travel. And so I'll just ask them about that. And then I'll build a solution around that. Say, what if I could give you 200,000 or 180, whatever it might be, and I could pay you like you're the bank. And instead of me having to finance, what if I were able to give you say, close to what you would rent this thing for, but you wouldn't have to worry about it. Now you're the bank getting consistent cash flow for as long as you want. And, and then I'll just construct a, an offer around that. So now they have the all cash offer. Now they have a higher one. And I mean, I'm shocked. I beat my competition almost every single time by doing that because now somebody else will come in with a crappy offer and, and yeah. my mine will always look good. Shined, right? Yeah. So sometimes I'll give the seller, you know, I, I did a, this was a couple of years ago. I offered the seller, this is up in, in Santa Cruz area, which is up in the San Francisco Bay area. And guy had a property on the golf course, absolutely gorgeous, but you know, he was older and the house was really rough. Yeah. And so I offered him 700,000 in cash and he came back and he needed 800. And, and I asked him, I said, gosh, just walk me through like the $800,000 number. He goes, well, 
He goes, it's my kids. If my kids knew I sold the family house for anything less than 800,000, then they would be making fun of me in my grave. And so I asked him, I said, well, what if I could give you 800,000? Like, what are you going to do with the money? And he said, well, I don't want it to actually go to my kids. I really want it to go to my grandkids. And I said, you know, what if you were able to structure something where your grandkids were for the next 20 years were to get, you know, say $2,500 a month in, in fixed income towards college or whatever your wishes are. So I ended up buying the property for $800,000, $50,000 down, and $2,500 a month. Love it. Now, I won't go into exactly what I did, but that's an $800,000 profit to me over 20 years. Yeah. Be, are you doing an interest amortized over anything or no? on this particular one? I didn't, I, I worked with our attorney. I didn't, you know, a lot of times you want to structure it where you're at least covering a 1.8% interest rate back to the seller. IRS has some guidelines. If you talk to an accountant, they're, they're, they're going to want you to actually have owner financing with some. But oh, really? We, I we didn't know able, that. We were able to structure it because of the way that we actually did it in a, uh, a special vehicle. It's a seller financing trust. Sure, where they trust. basically, yeah. they're a beneficiary of it. And we were able to give them really zero interest is what it works out. That's why we were able to pay a much higher price. Yeah. And he gets all the benefits, but it's, it was an absolutely fantastic deal. On well, that well, one. Think, think, think of it like this too, because now you're not paying any interest. The inflation you're beating, you're getting appreciation. You're getting the tax benefits as well. I mean, it just, it's free money at the end of the day, which is crazy. Yeah. And I actually did. I'm super creative. I have not talked to many people that have been able to do this. Every time I'm looking at real estate, I always come in looking from the banking perspective. Yes. I do most of my so business important. as a lender. Investors, investors are all about the upside. Bankers yeah. are all about the downside and being conservative. So I ended up selling this property full price. I sold it to a, I ended up wholesaling it for eight fifty. So I made $50,000 in profit on the front end. And then I ended up, I sold it all cash. And I ended up turning that money into lending. So I'm now lending on other real estate that's more conservative. It generates $4,500 in interest, of which $2,500 goes to pay a zero interest loan. Yeah. So I'm taking us, it's actually worked out to a $625,000 loan, right? Owner finance loan. I turned into money at 8.5%. And so I'm paying that 625 over 22 years. That will be a zero balance. Yeah. That 625 will be mine. And I'm still making like $2,200 a month cash flow off of that. Secured so, by real estate as well. Sec- so it's secure, like secured by conservative real estate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. It's super low loan to value. So anyway, a lot of people, when I share that, their heads spin like, what did you just say? Yeah. But, uh, I, I thought you're, where you're going to take this was almost turning around and reselling the note, a uh, seller financing, but at higher interest, bigger down payment and putting that to work for even longer. Yeah. Uh, a really good buddy of mine. You, I know you know him, Mitch Steven out of Texas. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably, and I've learned a ton from him, but he is the absolute master. In fact, he's part of our academy, one of our ambassadors at realestateinvestor.com that does a lot of the teaching on how to actually buy these properties, even if you're buying them with all cash, yeah. and then turning around and selling them with owner financing and making an absolute fortune. Yeah. So, you know, for all of the wholesalers that are following this right now, I want to share one thing. <clears throat> this is actually in my new book called The Freedom Code that I'm going to be releasing here shortly. But 
there's three buckets as a real estate investor. There's three buckets in real estate. There's cash now, there's cash flow, and there's cash later. And it's absolutely imperative that you learn and and really understand that. Most people are focused on cash now. Cash cash now means you wholesale. It's a one-time payment. You get a wholesale fee. That's that's a transaction. The high-paying job. It's a high-paying job. And a a job, from my perspective, is just over broke. So you want to learn how to have some cash now, some cash flow, and some cash later. Cash flow is going to be coming from rentals and lending. Cash later is going to be long-term appreciation and equity buildup. So, yeah. and you want to start right now. Like I tell people, don't just focus fully on wholesaling. If you're going to do ten wholesale deals, you should be keeping at least one or two, especially creatively. So good. You know, it's funny. It's like just getting started. There's so many different distractions out there. There's so many different successful people online that are saying, "Hey, this is the easiest thing. Do this. You'll you'll get those results." So. A lot of beginners I've seen get distracted, right? They try something, they get misguided, or they just don't, you know, follow through, right? Like you were saying. So then they're like three feet from gold type of thing, and they miss out. They jump onto the next thing. I'm super blessed that God took us down this path of of getting rental properties in the beginning that to get the passive income because I didn't even know what we were doing at the time, but it's been able to set us up with more opportunities of financial freedom, and then to be able to jump into other streams of income as well. So a lot of this stuff, you would think that you need a lot more properties to be able to hit those numbers to get the passive income than it really is. You know, like after 10, 15 properties, sometimes even in less, if you're doing creative stuff like Airbnb or whatever it may be, you can really set yourself up for more opportunities, right? Yeah, there's two real important things that I probably learned. And I've made so many mistakes, like why I'm so passionate coaching and sharing and and doing podcasts like this with you and your audience is, you know, I love to see when people don't make the same mistakes. There are a lot of, there's a lot of booby traps in this business. There's like, imagine eight doors. You got two doors that will lead you to financial freedom and six that will devastate financial ruin. So principle number one is, Chase too many rabbits, catch none. You've got yep. to focus and, 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 and don't try to do every single type of marketing as an example. Pick, pick one, make it work and produce. And when, when you're ready to start scaling, then go to a second one. You know, Don't try to focus on single family properties and apartments. They're t- totally separate businesses. So yeah. you've got to pick one, get good at it, maybe even put a team in place right? that's already performing and, and producing and then move on to the next. So. The second is, I think of it as a building a real estate. We're about seven to 10 houses away from complete financial freedom. So however, if if I went to a seminar and I told everybody, hey, I want you to buy seven houses over the next seven years, keep your job, pay them off in full, nobody would buy the seminar because everybody wants instant gratification. It's funny that there's so many millennials that want that instant gratification. And it's just, that's not the way to do it, right? Yeah. Here, here's the second principle. And the second principle is everybody's focused on like the number of deals you do per year. Like I want to do 100 deals a year or I want to have $10 million in my bank account. It's a complete, it's a complete, it's the wrong thing to chase. It's about, it's about passive income. So if you look 
Okay, how much passive income do you need in order to be fully wealthy and retired? It's not much. It's for most people, yeah. it's less than 20,000 bucks a month. Yeah. So be focused on how can I produce enough income, right? That wholesaling cash is just to keep operations going, right? While you're learning how to build up passive income. And, yeah. and so it's not about the $10 million in the bank. It's about having 20,000 or 40 or 50,000 passive which is mailbox money and be relentless on that. We're going into one of the best real estate, the biggest transfers of wealth that we'll probably ever see in our entire lifetime. We're about to see it. I mean, right. And so all of us want to be prepared. There's going to be incredible buying opportunities when this market turns and it's coming. So I want to ask you about that. Like, what do you really see the future looking like? And, and when do you, you know, nobody's got that crystal ball, but what do you think is, is going to happen with the future? Yeah. I don't have a crystal ball, but we do yeah. have, we have all the, the last hundred years is a very data, good, right? in the data of, of the future. So here's, here's the data. The data is real estate cycles have been seven years. They've been seven years for a hundred years. And we just happen to be in the longest cycle. This cycle does look very much like the last cycle. And the turn in the market has always been not natural supply and demand. It's always been a boogeyman event. Okay. Something out of left field. Yeah. I call this one COVID, right? Yeah. The last one was the mortgage collapse, right? The one before that was 9-11. So, yeah. and what we're seeing right now is euphoric, euphoric buying. Like everybody's thinking real estate, almost every part of the country is hot. And we're, you know, as of today, interest rates over the last two days are starting to go up. And the COVID money, all this free money and, and money printing by yeah. the Fed. Not is, open. It's not helping. And so we're going to actually see a massive turn. I think we're going to see a lot of foreclosures. You're going to see a lot of businesses and a lot of retail centers that are that are going to basically be vacant. And then people have homes, right, that, that are going to go into foreclosure. So we're going to see a big transition. And I see a massive supply of opportunities on the market, followed by so great buying opportunities, followed by massive inflation. So we want to be prepared for that. And this is a time to be very watchful and, 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 and taking down good deals and preparing yourself for this transformation of wealth. Because there's going to be a lot of people who are going to make a lot of money. And there's going to be a lot of people who are going to get totally wiped out. Yeah, that's good. So, yeah. So people that are like buying like crazy right now, and they're not preparing and they're leveraging everything to get into yeah. real estate at this point in the market may actually run into some serious challenges if they're not watchful. Yeah, that's good. Well, Gary, I appreciate you so much. And I know the listeners took a ridiculous amount of notes on this and just knowledge from you as always. You got a book coming out. You got obviously your education and, and you can help out so many people for relatively nothing when it comes down to the marketing aspect. Can you just do me a favor and shout out some of the things that you got so people can get a hold of you? Yeah, let me give, uh, you could put this into the show notes and on Facebook. Cool. I've got a special place for everybody. You can go to realestateinvestor.com forward slash Gary dash gifts. So G-A-R-Y dash gifts, G-I-F-T-S. Got a whole bunch of special things there that I've put together that people have said, gosh, Gary, could I get this particular video from you? And I've got uh, everything to know on doing direct mail. You can always check us out, uh, realestateinvestor.com. Yeah. If you're looking for software solutions, if you're looking for turnkey done for you, on steroids, cold calling, or managing your direct mail, or follow-up, we're a great source. We'd love to chat with you. 
And yeah, check us out there. And we also have a podcast called realestateinvestor.com huddle. And you can see Robert and myself, we're on there at least once a week or so. Love it. And then you also have the book. When's the book actually drop? Yeah, the book is actually with the editor right now. I'm super excited about it. That's going to be out, I would say, in July. But if you go to that website, you'll be on the kind of early release to get a copy of it. Nice. So, Love it. Yeah. Well, Garrett, man, I appreciate you so much. And it's always great to connect with you. And just, you know, you just gave an hour of your time to me and the audience. So I, I appreciate it greatly. Is there anything that the audience or myself could do to give back to you? Gosh, you know, just I'm always interested in what people need help with and, yeah. you know, where they're struggling. If you're ever on our Facebook page or Instagram, realestateinvestor.com, let us know. We've got tons and tons of content and tons of connections. Our whole thing with realestateinvestor.com is how can we provide a measurable difference that impacts lives? And we love to help. So, you know, hit us up. Let us know what you're struggling with, what else you need. And we'll do our very, very best to help give our fellow investors, entrepreneurs, our give back. Love it. I love it. Your heart's definitely in the right place. So that's the type of community that I like to build and be a part of. I greatly appreciate your time, brother. For everyone listening, definitely reach out to Gary and, and his team. See however you guys can work together and make it a win-win situation. But with that being said, if you want to reach out to me, you can always do so on Instagram, Brandon Elliott Investments. Otherwise, facebook.com forward slash Brandon Elliott Investor. Otherwise, if you are looking for credit repair done for you services, then you can check out creditrepairmobile.com. And if you're looking to get educated, really prepare yourself to get the funding for what's going on in the near future to be able to stack up as many properties as you can and be strictly prepared financially for this, then you can check out Credit Council Elite, our uh, mastermind group, and just overall education to be uh, financially free. So I appreciate you guys all for tuning in. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you get the newest notification every single Monday when the episode drops and leave a review. Let us know what you guys think about it. Share it out. I greatly appreciate everybody's feedback and tuning in. Till next time, guys, stay blessed. Thanks, Gary. Awesome. This has been another episode of Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by Brandon Elliott. For more information, please visit brandonelliottinvestments.com. Also, please don't forget to like, share, and leave a comment below. Thanks again for joining. Until next time, God bless.